0: the Cosmic Cafe here at the Cosmic Circus. Usually we talk about sci-fi and fantasy fandoms of old, but today we're talking about a different fandom. We are talking about Arthur on PBS, which came to an end on the day we're putting this up. Now, we recorded this a month or two ago, so we do make some predictions. That may or may not have come true, but yeah, you'll you'll hear. And our guest is Sarah Edwards from BoardWalkTimes.com. She's great. She's a big Arthur fan. We had a great time talking about the show, our memories of it, because yeah, we grew up with it. 25 years. Enjoy the episode.
1: So, hi, Sarah. Um, hello. Hi. <laughs> um, so, this is a bit of a different episode than usual because usually I ask um, our guests what they want to talk about, but I knew I wanted to do this particular subject um, for this season because this show is ending like right around when we're going to be releasing this episode. Yeah. So I want to talk about Arthur and then Elizabeth, who is also on boardwalk times with you suggested you for this episode. So she, I'm like, okay, I'll ask Sarah. And you said, yes. Yeah. So here you are. So welcome. welcome Thank to Thank you. Our today. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Much appreciated.
1: So yeah, we're going to get into talking about Arthur. This show is 25 years old. This show is my age. This show <laughs> premiered like three months after I was born. And what Wait, was really? It really? Yes. What was weird about it for me is it it premiered the month I moved into like my house, the house I grew up in for like twenty five years, and then the month I moved to the apartment I am now in, it announced the the announcement came out that it was ending. Oh wow! So, it's so weird.
2: <laughs> so but lots yeah, of milestone, um, uh, lots of yeah. anniversaries for the show with your life milestones. It's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: like I literally grew up with this show. Um, but I want to hear what you, what you, your experiences with this show. Um, it's an iconic show, obviously. Um, Arthur from Those who don't know, I'm pretty sure everyone listening knows what Arthur is. It's a PBS cartoon based on books by Mark Brown, starring an artwork named Arthur. And there's all these other animals and their kids and they just go to school. They live their lives and it's just fun. Um, But yeah, we're going to get into that. So what have your experiences been with Arthur?
2: Yeah, so I grew up with Arthur as well. Um, I was probably two. uh, Let's see if I was probably two or three when I really got into it. Um, my growing up, my family didn't really have cable. We didn't get cable until I was in middle school. So PBS and my local station, K-E-R-A, was really the only kids' channel that we could get at any time. Um, and so my parents would pick me up from daycare where they pick me up from school, and Arthur was almost always on. It was on in the morning when I woke up, it was on when I got home from school. And I just I just loved how much of a chill show it was. Like, it was funny. It was relatable, especially growing up. Um, You know, you don't really think about having a show to relate to when you're even six and seven. But I feel like Arthur was just definitely something I could sit down and relate with. Um, but even as I got older, you know, you stop watching kids shows at a certain age, but my mom, this was one of her favorite shows too. And so sometimes she would come home from work and when Arthur was on, she would just put it on and all of us would just watch it together with her. And even now, you know, I'm 23, um, I go home and my mom will get home from work and she'll be like, Arthur's on, why don't we all watch Arthur? So it's kind of just a, it's just one of those casual, uh, pieces of glue that keeps us together that we all bond over. Um, even when I'd go to my grandparents' house, you know, they also didn't have cable. But whenever Arthur was on, everyone wanted to sit and watch it with us. It, it was so cute. <laughs> it still
1: is. Um, my dad especially would watch it as well when I would watch it. So yeah, it was one of the shows he could stand, although he can stand pretty much anything, but I think he like he thought it was funny, I think, too. So yeah, um, that checks out. I think it's one of those shows for kids that parents can actually like stand watching with them. Like, um, not to name too many names, but like Barney is one I know a lot of parents like notoriously hated Caillou. Those are all <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure. But then there was like Arthur and like Sesame Street and some other ones that parents um, can also be entertained by and to a certain extent. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, you said like this show's been on for a long time, like we've said. um, It's actually the second longest running, I think at least U.S. animated show. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's going to end. So it's going to end in 25 years. And then it's probably going to get beaten by SpongeBob because Simpsons is still on. I don't know how much longer that's going to be on for. Like I keep saying, and then it keeps going. So I don't know. I'm guessing someone's going to have to die before that ends. Um, yeah. Norvid, <laughs> like someone's going to die and then it's probably just going to get canceled. Um, Arthur's second. And then SpongeBob's third. SpongeBob's like three years older than Arthur. So SpongeBob's probably going to beat Arthur. Um, I think SpongeBob's even going to beat Simpsons probably because- Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. So I think SpongeBob is going to be number one soon, but right now Arthur's still in second. So let's celebrate that. Um, it's still up there. And it's funny. Cause they all have yellow on them. I don't know what it is about yellow cartoons. Yeah. It's like the main color, like Arthur's sweater, the like the skin color of the Simpsons and then the skin, I guess, color of SpongeBob. All Even yellow.
2: when you just look at like the art style of Arthur, like it kind of has almost a mustardy yellow filter over it. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it, I always thought of Arthur as like the more kid friendly version of Hey Arnold, because you have kids who are in the same class and they seem to be in the same grade for the entire time. And while Hey Arnold tends to go into like some darker, a little darker, a little more older themes, Arthur is still like a group of kids in a classroom. They all get together, but they all have their internal issues. And going back on what you said, how parents enjoy it, I think just the way that they carry their lessons in the show they do it in a way that's not annoying. They don't do it in a loud way, so to speak. It's in a way that helps kids just stop and process what is happening.
1: Yeah. Like, what's the darkest Arthur got? Like, I want to say, like, I know they did an episode based on 9-11 and it was like a fire and it was like, there was that. And then there was also, I know they did one recently because I did some research before this. They did one about like how there was a hurricane or something. Mm-hmm. And then, they had one oh, where cancer and then they remade the cancer episode because Lance Armstrong was in it. So they had to remake <laughs> it with a fictional character instead of Lance Armstrong. Oh, being no. Family. No, they definitely had some dark
2: episodes. One of the ones that came to mind that I remember just being like, ooh, was when they had a giant ice storm. Uh, and oh, I remember yeah. I was in Texas during the freeze. And of course, that episode happened to come on uh, one of those days. But it was like everyone was losing power. The ha- everyone's houses were freezing. And they were like, we don't know what to do. Um, so I just remember there were some like <laughs> darker colors being used to show like the city basically freezing and destroying itself. Um, But I remember the fire episode too. I didn't realize that that was a 9-11 related one.
1: It wasn't officially 9-11, but it was like they made it in response to 9-11 to show kids how to handle like a crisis with different emotions and all that. I remember that one really well. That one was on a lot when I was a kid.
2: Yeah, for Um, me too. Yeah.
1: Um, But yeah, it was interesting. I don't really remember much about the freeze episode. I remember it happened. I just remember Muffy, who's like the bratty rich girl on the show, like coming to like realizing like, like privilege and everything and she's like what the
2: heck she realized that a lot because i remember so this past christmas they showed like arthur's christmas special it was like an hour-long special and muffy has a party every year but francine doesn't come because francine is jewish she's like i'll come but i can't i don't celebrate christmas and muffy took it as like well it's just because francine's poor like she didn't understand that (laughs) she didn't understand that Francine is not Christian. She doesn't celebrate Christmas. She's Jewish. And so the whole episode is about Muffy trying to be like, how will I make it up to Francine? How will I show her that, you know, she can celebrate Christmas. And then in the end, um, her dad takes her to Francine's house and Francine is like this, I'm going to show you how we celebrate our Christmas quote unquote. And the, just all the shenanigans that Muffy goes through just without realizing that, Jew- jewish people do not celebrate christmas
1: <laughs> yeah and it was funny also like a few weeks ago on the out of context arthur pages or one of those pages there's quite a few of them on twitter and tumblr um they were of course putting stuff about the christmas episode and it was like the jew they were gonna do the jewish tradition of going to the movies and i'm like well i'm not really christian I w- no i'm not religious but like we do celebrate christmas and we go to the movies every christmas so it's like i guess we act like jewish and apparently they get takeout too some people were saying one of my friends who's Jewish gets Jewish, let's say like Chinese takeout and movies on Christmas. Like that's Aww. basically what we do, and we celebrate Christmas. Like I don't know. I guess we're doing it wrong in my house. or Maybe we're <laughs> doing more. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, um, we have like all the stuff too. We do all the regular Christmas stuff, but I just thought that was funny, and it's like that's such a big thing that it happened at Arthur as well. Um, yeah, but yeah. Because um, they I had a way of appro-
2: They have a way of approaching these kind of issues without being controversial or without taking it like they still find a way to add humor to help kids like relate to what's happening because I remember when I was learning about the different religions of the world um we, my teacher had actually played this episode so it was just kind of a way to like comedically say not everyone celebrates Christmas but also say like it's okay that not everyone's like this is why they don't celebrate Christmas We even have brain who celebrates Kwanzaa and they did a little bit on that as well so, Arthur was just really good at finding a way to teach lessons, but carefully constructed in a way that kids are going to understand and be curious to want to learn more.
1: So you were saying like the show is not usually controversial. Like I can't think of that many controversial moments. The only one I can think of was from a couple of years ago when their teacher, Mr. Raburn, got married and you find out at the end of the episode, he's marrying a man. Um, for most of the episode, they thought he was marrying this woman who turned out to be his sister. Um, <laughs> some places probably would have preferred that. <laughs> um, it's really um that, but it happened he married a chocolatier so it wasn't quite the cake guy he wanted to marry I'm sure he would have loved to marry Arthur's dad the cake decorator but <laughs> um, a chocolatier. Um, but yeah that was that was I thought it was a very nice episode like have you seen that one I have yeah I remember
2: I watched it because I saw all this like all these people like this shouldn't be in kids shows or this isn't appropriate and so I was curious I was like okay well let's watch the episode also you know I would love to watch Mr. Ratburn get married. I was like, about time. he found someone. Um, and I remember watching it and I was like, I don't really see what the big deal is. like he they don't really, they don't fully come out and say Mr. Ratburn is gay. They just kind of it just kind of happens. It's a very relaxed and easy way to say, you know, not every marriage is between a man and a woman, and it doesn't have to be. Um, and I really just liked that they had the kids just I liked the way they had the kids reactions to it the kids are just like oh he's not marrying the wedding planner he's marrying the chocolatier not oh he's not marrying a woman he's marrying a man like I think they care they executed it so well and it just got kids curious like oh he's happy like I I I really didn't see what the issue was even after watching the episode I thought it was very tasteful and I just like that they they still found a way to make it humorous and very adorable.
1: Yeah, it wasn't, like, the main focus of the episode. It just kind of happens at the end. It's, like, yeah, yeah. there's a good way of normalizing it, I think. There was no, like, discussion of, okay, kids, look, he's married, man, but it's the same. It's just, okay, here it is. It's the same. There's no question. I like when they, yeah. I like when say that are presented in kid shows without, like, questioning it. Because, like, kids have to be almost taught to question something sometimes, I think. Mm-hmm. And, like, people act, like, scared, but it's, like, okay, you don't have to question this. It's, like, well, should I be questioning it? But, like, that didn't happen with this, so that was very good. Arthur is really good with that in general, I think.
2: Yeah, I um, agree. And it was definitely, I definitely remember, like, as someone who is bisexual, like, I just liked the representation and I liked how, like I said, I just liked how they executed it. Like, they didn't have to explain why, they just kind of let it happen like it was normal because it is normal. Um, and I think a lot of parents who were complaining about it, they're just not as educated on LGBT issues. And so that's why it was such a big shock for them. But, yeah. you know, for me and my youngest sibling who is uh, non binary, we were both like, this is just, it was such a tasteful way to introduce LGBT themes without coming out and saying, we need to talk about LGBT themes.
1: Um, yeah, I agree. Um, I also noticed on the show, especially, I remember from when I was younger, they would do a lot of, not like a lot of episodes, but they'd have stuff on like different I don't want to say entirely diseases, but they did one on asthma, they did one on dyslexia, they did one on autism, but they've had those things come back. It's not like reference one episode, done. Like it comes back, but they have had episodes where they put focus on it and explain them. And I thought they did a really good job. Like, I think it's, um, I think it was actually for the autism episode, it was Asperger's syndrome, but I don't know what it's called now. I don't think it's called that anymore. I forgot, I don't know what it's called. But that's Yeah, I vaguely, I I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so I yeah, but it's the same thing. It's what we used to be called Asperger syndrome. I don't know what it's called now, but they did an episode on that. They did a really good analogy. Like, if you haven't seen the episode, YouTube like Arthur Asperger Syndrome or Arthur Autism, and it'll probably come up. Um, that little scene where they explain what it's like to have it. It's really interesting and it's really good. It's a way kids can understand. And I think that's what Arthur is really good at. Um and I think They were just
2: so great at introducing things that kids would be curious about, like asthma, for example, I grew up with um, where at my school, a lot of kids did have asthma. So it was something that I, I knew about. But when I transferred schools, I think when I was around like, third grade or so, we didn't have a lot of kids with asthma. So they would always question like, oh, what's that weird inhaler thing you're putting in your mouth? They're like, you always have to go to the nurse and sit with this weird fog mask on. What's that about? And so Arthur just did a great way of introducing like, you know, some kids have trouble breathing and this is what happens. Like the way Buster basically takes like a magic school bus, quote unquote, type of approach to it. I thought it was just oh, such yeah. a great
1: was on at the same time. I think, I think they still yeah. the Oh, most
2: <laughs> likely, but I it was
1: because <laughs> they just
2: always had great ways of introducing things. I remember we also had a blind character, um, who was Prunella's friend. Oh, I yes, remember Marina. Yes. Her. Well,
1: I think I still have her on the show
2: she is yeah and I remember I was first introduced to her when her and Prunella are excited about this fantasy book that's coming out and they suddenly get in a race to read it and they kind of have a competition where it's like who can read faster the girl who can see or the girl who reads with braille and I remember they were both just like well we tied finish we finished with a tie but I don't remember what happened in the end and so they came together and like <laughs> "But they're like we'll just read it together
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, there's some other there's some good episodes um like that like they have some focus on the blindness but sometimes it doesn't focus on that at all and it's just like it's a regular thing going on and like she's blind and they show she what she needs like her needs and stuff so she using them but like they don't like talk about it all the time it's just normalized yeah um, which I think is good they also i remember when i was looking through episodes they had someone with a stutter and it's that girl who never talks in the background. With, yeah. Like, the hand, and she's the bunny, she's a bunny. And it's like, yeah, she never talks because she just stuttered that whole time. <laughs> You're adding her in. So like they tried to add like things to all the background characters and stuff, and like add more, like starting to introduce new characters. And I thought that was really good because, like, throughout the show, they've introduced more and more characters. Like when I was looking through episodes, there's some episodes that like you don't even see Arthur. Like it's just yeah characters. It's just like they focus on like the, the tough customers, or they were the bullies and now they're not, but like um, they even had an episode about that where they stopped bullying like officially and like they wrote I'm sorry letters it was interesting it was actually it wasn't as cheesy as that that was actually a good episode um but yeah like they really like it's kind of more about the whole city um at this point of the show which I think is kind of cool like Arthur's still the main character I guess but like just every episode him. is about him no, yeah not every episode he, I don't. yeah he's not even in every episode I don't think
2: no there are definitely yeah, episodes where he doesn't either main. he doesn't show up at all or he's kind of like he maybe has a few lines and then is out. Yeah, for the rest of them.
1: yeah, he's just there. It's like it's like about the city more than him and his family. Um, but speaking of his family, we have to talk about my favorite character, is D.W.
2: She is who's, so iconic. Like, yes. the show. Even if the show like does end, end sh- her legacy is gonna live on.
1: Oh yeah, like she's the mean queen of the show. I mean, there's lots of mean. I mean, besides the fist, which which is her because that's when Arthur fist is that episode which everyone like remembers. It was really intense. He punched his sister. Yeah, his plane, and <laughs> like he just he just like gets really mad and it's like so unlike Arthur and then he just like punch her and then she's shocked and then she starts crying it's so funny I don't know it shouldn't be that funny like when you're but it kid, is it always like, is what happened but like it's so f- over dramatic now it's like there's the thunder in the background it's like it's really getting <laughs> it's-
2: yeah no DW was always like you can't hate DW she's out here just spitting facts no, she like- is The fact that there are BuzzFeed articles that compile like all of her favorite or or her most memorable quotes, like she was just the one who kept things real. And uh, she, she cracked me up. She's definitely a middle sibling. Like she gives the middle sibling vibes. Yeah,
1: That's where I relate to her a lot though. I'm an only child and I really relate to her a lot. I guess because I was, when I was watching the show for the most part, I was around her age. Like, I mean, I think I watched her when I was like eight, when I was Arthur's age, but like when I was really, really into it, like I had a DW doll. I also had a Francine doll. Um, oh. I was, yeah, um, I was her age and I was like experiencing the same thing. She was like, I was doing gymnastics class when she was, and I was like going into the beach and stuff and like, you know, just experiencing those things and like telling crazy stories like she would do. And like, you know, I was very much like, I'm like, not afraid to say what I thought.
2: Yeah. You
1: know? Um, I but think yeah,
2: another reason why she's so like, just relatable in that sense is, um, She really does have such a well-thought-out storyline because I remember after an episode, sometimes they'll have Mark Brown come on and talk about his inspiration for Arthur. And DW is inspired off of his younger sister, who he said was annoying on so many counts. So like a lot of anything he writes about her is just experience of him viewing his younger sister.
1: (laughs) That is true. That's funny. And then they, yeah, so they had three siblings. They had Arthur, DW, and they had baby Kate. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, DW was like obviously on more than baby. Yeah, although they did some episodes where Baby Kate could talk and talk to the animals, like the pets, like Pal the Dog, and some of the yeah. other ones. Those kind of got old quickly. I think. I think the first one was funny, but then it got kind of like we don't need like we get the point, you guys. Like yeah. they should make like that spin-off if they wanted to do that. But yeah, Absolutely. DW was like I think my favorite episode of hers was the one where she wants to go to the museum and they don't want to take her. So she makes her own museum with all these fake facts and yeah. she drives her insane. she's like, he's like, okay, we have to go. And then she's like, that was my whole experiment that I wanted you to take me in the museum. And you said you never would. And then I, you did.
2: I forgot about that episode. Every After time I the think of episode,
1: She's like the inside of your ha- head has like miles and miles of hair. Once it all comes out, then you're bald. Like, I don't know, I should remember <laughs> that quote. Like that's so funny. And then it's like I- the sky is blue because all the other colors were taken yeah <laughs> just just the, they were so
2: they were very much like a, what a young kid thinks when there's because yeah. you know young kids want to act like they know everything and they'll find a way to explain it in a way that's just like you can't even comprehend but it's funny so you're like I'm just gonna let you go along with it until you're old enough to understand
1: <laughs> yes um exactly like I think they did a really good job portraying them. Like they also showed what it actually the actual truth like they made sure people know- knew they're like, okay, kids, like this is not how it actually is, guys. Mm-hmm. Like brains come in saying it. They go to the museum, and they actually see what happened. But like, I mean, she doesn't even believe it herself. Like a lot of kids don't even believe their own thing they made up. It's just their own. Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: I just always loved her toys that she would have because you know DW comes off as this very like blunt character, yet she yeah. loves all of she still loves the princesses. She has a magical invisible friend. um yes. What was the cow that she was obsessed Mary with? Mary Moo Cow.
1: Oh my yes, god! Yes,
2: she loved. She had like a Mary Moo Cow, and she was always just playing with it. So despite the fact that she was so blunt and so like I'm going to tell you how it is, like she yeah. was still very much a kid. Yeah, like
1: she's like a real kid. It's not like she's like a One of those pretentious ones who like act like think they're an adult or whatever.
2: Exactly, yeah. I think she always liked to pretend that she was. Like I remember the episode where she learned about like fire safety and when her preschool had like a fire drill, she was she put her little hat on and was taking charge.
1: (laughs) I like the one where she was like had this book and she was reading it to her the neighbors, the Temple twins, and she was like telling a story. She couldn't read, but she was like making up this whole story. And then, like they believed it, and then they took the book home, and then the their mother, or grandma started reading it to them. It was the actual book. It's like, oh my gosh, it changes every yeah. time they believed her. Like this is like little kids believe what each other says. It's just, it's, it's, I don't know. D W is iconic, um,
2: and she I just, still is I, and always I, will be.
1: Will <laughs> be like the memes will never die. Um, but yeah, who is your favorite character? Because like mine was DW, of course. Mine like- was
2: definitely also DW. I re- I remember an episode where she ca- she reminded me a lot of my younger siblings in some way. Like um, I got glasses about around Arthur's age, actually. When I was in third grade, I got where glasses. I?
1: Like right before I got glasses. Third
2: grade that's-, that's like the grade that people get glass, like people with yeah. eye problems usually like tend to get glasses. So yeah, I remember there was. Uh, When I got glasses, my brother was kind of like, well, do I need glasses? Maybe I should wear glasses. And it reminded me of the episode when DW was like, I'm going blind. And she would just walk around with her eyes closed. And Arthur's like, DW, you don't need glasses. Like, you just need to open your eyes.
1: Oh, Um, I just, I thought you were going to say the one where she copies Arthur and like pokes holes in sunglasses and like wears (laughs) glasses and follows them around everywhere.
2: I do remember that one too. Um, But in regards to my favorite character, it always changes. I think the character I can relate to most would be Arthur, because I was usually a very nervous, but also outspoken kid. Um, I got glasses at a young age and was always worried that like, I was one of the first kids in my, um, in my cohort that had glasses. So I was just like, oh, you know, they're going to make fun of me stuff like that. Um, you know, just the, any kind of storyline where Arthur's trying to figure himself out. Like I see myself in him. Yeah. Um, but favorite characters, I always loved Muffy and Francine. Like their <laughs> friendship, they they are also just as blunt with each other as DW. <laughs> yeah.
1: I want to ask you about them. Is their friendship toxic? Do you think? Because they sure seem to be like they're 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 really kind of awful to everybody and to each other. Like, Kinda I mean, like I had those... to friendships like that at that age, and it was like besties <laughs> and then like fighting like that. So I guess that's yeah.
2: they're definitely like friends, because I have a few friends from high school where it's like we're all we're so different that it's confusing at how we manage to how we're still friends um with them I think they're kind of that dynamic like they are so opposite of each other that it just works that well but I definitely can see some of the elements where it's a little toxic like either Francine is very stubborn and Muffy sometimes just is not Paying attention to what's happening with Francine, like there were so I can think of so many times when they're both just dissing each other's outfits or dissing each other's appearance, and I I just I definitely get the toxic vibes, but I feel like they just they're that they're so close of friends that like they're never gonna stop being friends.
1: No, oh my goodness. Although I can see in high school, like it's gonna be like the mean girl thing. Like I feel like they're <laughs> mean girls. Like I'm sorry. Um, I can see it honestly. Like, you'd think Muffy, but Francine is really, like, she's kind of bitchy. And I know I'm talking about an eight-year-old, but it's a fictional eight-year-old, so it's okay. Um, But she's really, like, she's just, she's so mean to everybody. And then when anyone comes after her, she, like, can't take it. That was kind of me at that age. But um, she's very competitive. I could not take anyone coming after me, but I was very honest. But I, I don't know. I wasn't mean. But yeah, she's really mean, though. But yeah, she's, like, she's worse than the actual bullies. Like, Binky, who's supposed to be the bully. Yeah. There's no way he's worse than Muffy and Francine. It's funny because you know Binky will
2: make fun of kids sometimes but not really. Like he's kind of I feel like a lot of it is just him, you know, just hiding behind, just trying to be tough because you know he he's also an only child. I remember the episode where they adopted his younger sister and yeah. he was having to yep. adjust. He's just he's just generally a very defensive but loyal. I think the best word is loyal. Like you know, if you're on his good side, he will defend you. But the second you oh, cross yeah. him, like you and are he had, out. Like,
1: he did ballet and he did clarinet and he thought everyone was going to care and no one cared. Yeah. they thought it was cool or whatever. And then he had like, he was like, he was, I don't know. I remember it in an episode where it was like, he didn't want, he didn't want to audition for a thing or whatever. He was, didn't want to show. So he did like this anti-music thing. He made a machine and like, he took it. I don't remember mm. how that went. I think yeah. he like, I think he got the audition at the end or something, but like it was really weird like that's just who he is and it's like he has these different sides to him and like I think because this been going on for so long you can see the different sides to all the characters like there was like the revelation that brain got held back in kindergarten at one point yeah and that was like shocking but like it made sense because it was like an emotional thing and so like it was showing kids that it's okay if you're not like um if you're if something that happens it, you, you can still be smart it's like your life's not over
2: it definitely taught kids that there's a reason why people are the way they are like most kids shows don't usually go into a background on why some like why the nerdy kid is the nerdy kid or why the mean kid is the mean kid they they don't usually expand that far because they don't think that kids are going to you know really care about that but that's something that Arthur did is every character had depth they all had a background that made them who they are um like, you know, Binky is a perfect, actually brain is more of a perfect example. Like he's very smart. He's very witty, but he got there because he was held back. Like he didn't want to have that happen again. So it just, they really were good at fleshing out all of the backgrounds of these kids and showing like, you know, you, someone may not like you, or you may not get along with someone. There's a reason for why they are who they are. So it just kind of taught you, taught kids, especially me to just like, everyone has a story everyone has a background and you you should take the time to find it if you want to truly be a good friend
1: yeah um so this show is ending um at the time of recording this it's ending I think next month I think it's gonna end in February we're recording this in January um so I was wondering how it should end and I'm like for all of these I was like they should go to fourth grade finally like they've been in third grade this whole time they even like they should go but then it turns out they already did that um, I don't know if they're partly in it, but like they had this whole special where they go to fourth grade and then they're free. Like some of them are in the same class, DW's in kindergarten now. And like it's this whole thing. And it was like pretty cute. I watched it. Um, but it's like, how is the show gonna end? Now the last episode is called All Grown Up. So I don't know if it's gonna be a flash forward episode or if it's just gonna be like, I don't know, it seems like it's implying something special is gonna happen. Yeah. Because um, it seems like it's a, for our last episode. I don't know. I'm going to be disappointed if it's a long episode because you assume no, I will be watching this. Um, of course, <laughs> I'm going to be. Me too. But, yeah. So what do you think? How do you think it should end and how do you think maybe it will end? I don't know. I think they should definitely,
2: because they, they've always done episodes where they show the kids when they're adults, like they'll do little joke joke episodes where it's like what they look yes. like when they're grown up. Um, Maybe it would be cool for them to have a little scene where they are grown up like that but I don't know I think given the way that the show has always carried I think it would be fun if it shows them either going to middle school like skipping a few years mm-hmm. and then them talking about what they want to be when they grow up and then that can be the the flash forwards where we see them in their adult lives and what, what they're like doing. The
1: finale. Huh? It was like I'm sorry I'm Glee so they have like the end of the show where it ended and then like they showed five years right. in the Right. Yeah, yeah. And the ironic thing was it was 2020, it was the five years in the future, so they were like, they didn't have masks or anything. So, but it's funny because the Tony Awards didn't happen that year, and um, the main character, Rachel, won a Tony on that, so she won the Tony that year. <laughs> um, yeah, she's the 2020 winner. I um, forgot about that, yeah. <laughs> um, it's real, uh, I don't know, but I'm just saying uh, maybe Arthur could do that. Um, I don't know, because I really, like, I feel like the fourth grade episode would have been a really good finale um yeah like a good ending it was was an hour-long thing i think um and i don't think this finale is gonna be an hour long i don't know um but yeah yeah i mean
0: i think another thing they could do
1: i don't want to see their whole future because like again it's fun to kind of speculate and like kind of see kids and it's weird because like we've seen them in the 90s with 90s technology and then we see them it's like the simpsons we've seen them in like (laughs) with smartphones now
2: they advance yeah
1: I think something they
2: could do is so Mark Brown doesn't hide the fact that a lot of Arthur is autobiographical. Like a lot of these episodes and stories are based off of his own experiences. And I remember that we do have a few episodes where Arthur is like wanting to preserve memories. He writes, there was one where he wants to become, he has an assignment to write a story and he has to write a story. Um, And it just shows all of the crazy things that he comes up with. So maybe something that would be cute even is if they do show a flash forward, it could be like him telling these stories to like grandkids or something. And then they're like, you should write a book on that. And then he's like, huh? Yeah, I should. And he kind of looks, have him like, look kind of like Mark Brown
1: as Mark yes. Brown does now. I think that should happen. That should, like, that's like making full circle. He writes the Mark Brown books and it's Mark and it's a human and they're all yeah. human. <laughs> okay. That should be the ending. And there, then I think
2: like the first, one of the first books was either like Arthur gets glass. It's like Arthur's eyes. I think that's. It's
1: Arthur's eyes. It's called. I yeah, know it's the first book, but it, there's Arthur's eyes. That's one. That's what that like, glasses book is called. Yeah. So like, I think that
2: was one of the first ones. So that would be cute as if he sits down and he writes like the first title of the first book. Like I yes, think Arthur that would be died, great. Like Arthur, yeah.
1: And bonus points if he does it with the original Arthur knows. Yeah. So is- the old art, the art and everything Arthur's an artwork but you can't tell he looks like kind of like a bear because you can't he does like, except for with like the nose is really like pushed in it's like an artwork pushed. it's weird um but then again I don't know but yeah
2: it would be a good homage to that um art is if he yeah you know he draws out what Arthur was in the beginning and yeah. that's just how they managed to tie it in without making it weird yeah.
1: also I just remembered Phineas and Ferb did an episode like that
2: oh did they really
1: yeah, Phineas and Ferb, one of, I think it was the second last episode, the one before they did the last day of summer, was um, they showed them, like, 10 years in the future, and they're going to college, and, like, just all the stuff happening, and then Phineas and Isabella finally get together, and it's, like, it was just this cute little thing, um, but it was a big deal, and then they had the creators come and introduce the episode and show the art and stuff, so it was, like, kind of like that, so I don't know. Aww. I mean, I guess I wouldn't be mad if they copied Phineas and Ferb. I don't know. I don't need to see anyone become, like, a couple or anything. I know yeah. they reference scene jokes all the time on the show, but... <laughs> Yeah, we. I don't need that necessarily, but like, you know, just like a little bit of a flashboard. I'm sure there's going to be a flashboard. If it's called All Grown Up, I don't know. Absolutely. Unless what they want to be when they grow up. But yeah, maybe at the end, I don't know. Um, I'm interested to see what they do. Apparently, they're going to be doing more like little short things. Like they did COVID PSAs, which were produced after the last season, which was already produced like years ago, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll they'll still do more though. So I'm pretty sure Arthur's not completely going away um, like Caillou's coming back, like Arthur's going to come back. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. because yeah. like people actually like Arthur, so they, they should come back and it probably will. Um, but yeah, for now it's ending. We'll see if it ever comes back. Like people were pretty sad when they found out it was ending. So we will see.
2: I remember um, I was sad. I was just kind of like, you know, that really is a P you know, a lot of things from my childhood have ended or they have gone away. Um, but there's something about this one that just like, it was just kind of like, oh, it, it is going away. Like it's done. Yeah. So, but and Arthur like has the had the such movie. an impact. Like, there's no way that it can just disappear, and it, it no. won't.
1: The memes will live on, I'm sure. Yes. And I'm sure. Like, the show will live on. Like, they're uploading the show to YouTube. Like, PBS is uploading the show to YouTube. So, it's not going to disappear. And, like, most kids watch stuff on YouTube now anyway. So, I'm sure they'll watch it there. And yeah. um Yeah. Anything else? Any other thoughts on Arthur? Like, there's a lot to think about. <laughs> I mean, there funny. is.
2: Um, something that I I was looking at doing some research before this episode as well. And a lot of people who talk about Arthur say they watched this side-by-side with Sesame Street. And I never thought about it, but you know, this was one of those shows where they really wanted kids to be able to watch it. They were like, we don't necessarily want people to have to pay or buy DVDs to exclusively see it. Like they wanted to put it on a network that anyone can just tune into. You don't have to, it doesn't matter if you have cable or not. It doesn't matter if, you know, you can only watch while you're at someone's house. Like they wanted to put it at times when kids would be watching and put it where they can easily get to it. So I think that's just something I really appreciated is they, you know, they, I don't know if they were necessarily looking at doing this as a monetary thing, but they definitely wanted like, they, de- they really wanted to put this out there for the kids. And you can tell that their are like heart and souls of Mark Brown and the authors just went all into this. Like it's a passion project. They put a lot of love into it.
1: Yeah, and I think Mark Brown was involved the whole time. Like, I think he was at the rap party, because I know they had one, because I listened to this other podcast called Finding DW, which I don't know if it's still going on, mm-hmm. maybe another season I was hearing to do with the last season of the show, but it's a former voice actor of DW who has always been played by males, um, like young boys, Yeah. and um, he was interviewing all the other voice actors of DW, and he talked to some of the other voice actors on the show, like Buster has had the same voice actor the whole time. Wow. Um, it's pretty obvious when you listen to it. Um, it's a very distinctive voice, mm-hmm. but um, he was talking to him, and he was saying, like, I think he was talking to like how Mark Brown was at the rap party and everything. So Mark Brown was involved with this the whole time, which I think was really cool because it like it kept the integrity. Mm-hmm. like something seems like the animation may have gotten kind of cheap because, you know the the budget goes down. Yeah, but I'm glad like s- something of value managed to stay for this long. So I'm really happy about that.
2: Yeah, me too. And you know, this will if I do have kids, it's definitely something that I will find a way to introduce them to like it's on I have a very short list of shows that I would show my kids but this is definitely one of them.
1: <laughs> yep, show them the show, get them the books, get them the whole yeah. thing. Raise your kids on Arthur everybody. Yeah. And I think with that this podcast is going to come to an end or this episode is. Um so thanks for listening everyone. <laughs> and thank you Tara for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Thanks so much to Sarah Edwards from BoardWalkTimes.com for joining us on this episode of The Cosmic Cafe here at TheCosmicCircus.com. Check out our other podcast while you're on it. Lizzie Hill is actually going to be on an episode coming up pretty soon. Um, The founder herself, so you can check that out. You can also check out This is The Waycast with Sarah on BoardWalkTimes.com. And yeah, all that good podcast stuff. Thank you for listening and hope to see you for the next episode.